Hello, hello, buenas. Buenas, ¿Cómo buenas. Estás? Bien, cariño, ¿cómo estás tú? Muy bien. I am super Excelente. excited about the Chancleta Generation podcast of today. Hello, hello, hola mis amores. Um, so, welcome back. And here we are with part two of episode Why Do Things Feel So Hard Sometimes? Um, we hope you enjoyed part one. Here we go with yes. part two. Uh, and we're going to get a lot more personal in this one. So, hang on. We're there for you. <laughs> Thank you for holding this space and for coming back. It's always wonderful. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know. You know, we have this collective trauma that has made us just be like in fight or flight all the time. And so there's a, you know, there's we're coming from a place of hurt when when this is thrown at us. But that is, you know, there. there There's a, there's a, 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 I think at this moment when, you know, as a society, we have, you know, gotten to a place where those things are starting to give and, um, and people are experiencing a lot more mental health issues. Um, and, and, uh, and, and, and. And like people need a lot more healing if we want to move forward because the survival mode is not working for us anymore. And 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 it's like we are, you know, th there's a point in which like, and then we can talk about this in another episode. But like our sense of trauma has led us to be oppressed and feeling oppressed. And so this is kind of like. If we if we want anything better for us, we have to come out of that survival mode, and that and, and 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 that also means that we have to start doing more things for us. And 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 there is and, and you know again you know many people are probably saying like well this is a bunch of BS because like how are you gonna like survive on or how are you gonna make a living out of things that you love to do? And I'm telling you. I make a living out of something that I love to do. And I had to go through many, many years of making money out of something I didn't like to do. And it broke me. And mm -hmm. I actually, I, I make more money out of things that I love to do now than before because those doors are open for me more. And so it's like kind of, it's kind of a counter counterintuitive you think that you know you become like a lawyer doctor engineer you're gonna be successful but you might not because that door is not open for you that door is not meant for you maybe you're meant for something else and maybe also like money like you said Ceci money is not the driver for you well, it's like you can make me. a living you don't need to become a millionaire you can make a living but you can also help others and you can find other ways to be enriched right and i think that obviously that is that is a privilege i think i've healed my relationship with money i think that i really resonate with this idea like 
I, I had a job since I was very young, probably 15, which is not very traditional in Guatemala, opposite of here, when children have kind of jobs. I had a yeah. trabajo de vacacionista. I used to mm-hmm. wrap gifts in this wonderful store. I loved I'm very good at wrapping gifts. I, I, that, that was something that I was a fun thing. I am terrible at wrapping gifts. That was, that was a thing. <laughs> now I know, know for, like, for the was, next holiday, I'm going <laughs> to ask you. Oh, listen. We did like great, like I learned so much. Like big, like this store was known in Guatemala for like having like kind of like you will go, you do your shopping and then they will wrap your gifts. So you will leave the store with all your stuff wrapped, right? And we wrap, mm-hmm. we were gift wrapper, wrappers. And that is not a bad, you stand on your feet all day long, but like, I, it was fun. It was with a bunch of other young kids and stuff, right? And I, I signed off my first check to my family because it was needed. And a lot of my friends who worked in that store that summer, that was their, that was their money for the year. like. And I had money. And you know, but I did, I kept a job during the weekends, one day of the week, as I went into my junior and senior year. And that gave me freedom, gave me the ability to not have to ask my parents with money, which gave me a lot of like, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like una carga, which I wasn't. Mm-hmm. My mom never actually, you know, she, she was a provider and, and I had everything I needed. My needs were covered. But if I wanted mm-hmm. anything extra, I didn't want to have to be like, I didn't want her to feel bad for not being able to give it to me. And we, she could right. not always give it to me. She tried, but she couldn't always. And and I felt like, sure, they gave me power. And I think for me, it just became this idea in which I like, if I can have my own money, I don't have to depend on anyone else. Which, of course, is liberating. But then it's also disconnected. I am able to do the things and to aspire to do things because I have a partner that tells me, don't worry, we together will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, um, I want to see you happy. If we have to adjust, have less, spend less, don't eat out, like whatever things we need to do, we will do. We will cover our, we will work together to figure it out. We can talk about money and how we're going to spend our money. So, there is that part that is a privilege to have someone who is doing that with me in a sense that allows me to rethink. And I have a big sense of responsibility with my family and being like, I kind of just don't walk away from my work. We have bills, There's, you know. But also, yeah. I know that if I really wanted to, like at some point didn't want to do something, it's an option, which is, as, as you say, it is a privilege, it is an honor, but it's also something that I've, we have worked for a long time to put ourselves in that position. Yeah. I don't think it was given to us. We had certain skills given to us and we were able to, over time, pay out yeah. debt, organize ourselves in certain ways. And for me, in particularly, as I said, money is not the driver. I do want to dignify life. I, I want my work to give me the ability to enjoy rest, to have health, to have days off, to pay for a vacation. I want that. I want that for every member of my community. I want it for everyone. Yeah. And the thing is, um, it doesn't, you know, I, I don't want to say like you know money doesn't matter but money is not the beyond end all um, one and then two 
being happy and doing the things that you love, it's not what the system wants us to do. They want us to stay in a structure that was created for us in which we are a little wheel in a cog that is forever like a little hamster running in this like never ending circle. We're fueling the machine. Because that's the only way that that machine is going to keep working. When we get out of that structure and say, I'm going to find a way to make money doing something that I love doing. Obviously, you're probably going to disappoint your parents very much. I know I did. (laughs) I know I disappointed my parents for a little bit. And then later on in, you know, years later, they were like, you know what? You are right. (laughs) Which, you know, not not everyone has that. You know, it it was it was it was like like a huge weight taking out my shoulders because like I was so determined to prove them wrong. You know, I was like. I am gonna make money doing something I love and you're gonna you're gonna see that I can um, but at the same time it's almost like you know and it's like almost like taking that red pill mm-hmm. you know in the matrix you come out of the you come out of the matrix you're yeah. not this little hamster running forever <laughs> feeling unhappy and feeling exploited and feeling oppressed all the time because most of the things that you know and and obviously there's you know many many things that make many people happy different people and everything is very unique to each person but some of the things that you know make us happy is helping other people I mean, at least it makes me that that make me really happy. And um, this is why I do this podcast. This is why you and me do this podcast. Right. Um, And, you know, you know how you heard like, you know, on the other side of addiction, this connection is the same thing. It's like in the other side of unhappiness, of like burnout, of like there's so many things connecting with others you know and 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 to me and and you mentioned this as a like being of service um in 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 the system doesn't want us to do that because that means that we're taking other people out of the matrix and so it's like you know absolutely and i think you know it's not just that like you know in the matrix the humans are connected to the matrix because they're the battery right so it's the same yeah. concept like we are we are the cogs that make the machine run and if you take yourself out of the system the process or like and it's not like it's easy because we all operate with these capitals you know structures mm-hmm. systems um we we i use money i earn money i you know i, I so but the thing is, is, is it, is it gonna be the thing that motivates you, or are you gonna use it as a tool to live your life in, in you know, to your best life? And if you think of other systems, other, and it tells you when you are exhausted all the time, you cannot really organize, you cannot really think of, you know, bring your ideas, your creativity, your best potential to imagine a, yeah. a, a life or future that doesn't exist, or also, yeah. 
For many years, communities that had a lot less resources had to pull their resources. You had to work in cooperativas. You had to work in like, you know, I remember in Guatemala, farmers do this still called mingas. I think they do them in Colombia too. Like if it's time to cosette, you know, to harvest, everyone goes and harvest this land. And then everyone goes and harvest that plot of land. So everyone, so if someone doesn't have to have the money to pay a bunch of workers to come harvest, you collect with your neighbors and you said like, we're all gonna go and we're gonna harvest you. We're gonna have her mine. We're gonna have her that one, and you harvest all of them, and and you share resources. Or you know, for many years, like daycare at least in Guatemala was something that we help each other with neighbors. I know sometimes my mom would be like, "I'll go to work or I will lay to work," and I don't feel worried because my neighbor is out. I'll call my neighbor and she'll be like, "Don't worry, I'll feed the kids," and they'll just mm. come and get us and be like, "Or your tias, or like a bunch of people that we call tias." That we're in our tias. We're just part of the neighborhood and vecindario, right? So, like, yeah. we have done, I don't know, you know, people used to save in Guatemala and this other thing we call, have this thing called Cuchubal. And it's kind of like a social club. But you you say, like, this year we're going to save a $1,000. So, you get 10 people and everyone puts $100 every month. And each person gets the $1,000 each month. So you save, you pay, but it's like every month you get together, you have a dinner, you bring your money, someone walks out of there with a thousand dollars. And those were things in which they allowed you collect. So you have faith in your community. You put, if you are the last person to receive the thousand, you don't hesitate every month to come and put your hundred and think like, man, when is my turn? Everyone is going to run away. Those are a lot of those networks are, are grounded in trust and solidarity and loyalty and community. And we have that. We have run our societies like that for also for generations. And these systems yeah. wants us to forget that there is that other sense options. of community. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know what you're saying? This by dividing us, dividing yes. us by <laughs> classes, by races, by genders, by. Mm -hmm you know so many different ways to divide us and and, I, and we and we definitely have forgotten i mean the us and this is you know many many latinos as todas is es una es un país muy solo it's a very it lonely country and and as in coming here we are just like you know feeling very alone and that if we need we need to change that yeah. and and by and by you know not only by like bringing back the co the sense of community but also you know the way to bring back that sense of community is by enjoying helping others and and enjoying helping others is something very easy because it is in our nature to do that yeah. It's just it not many people have practiced it. So it's like, you know, everybody... But it's hardwired in our DNA. Yeah. The societies that survived evolution were the ones that could collaborate. Yeah. We are... But I mean, like, when I was a kid, I remember um, uh, I was going to a, you know, Catholic school and, you know, one of the things that we had to do when we turned a certain age was to go and... Um, like well, teach religion, ca catechismo, uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, catechism to like lower income communities. And when I went over there, when we all went over there, 
I realized that the kids didn't even know how to read or write. So I I didn't even like do the whole religion thing. I I was teaching them how to read and write every day that I did that. And I was like, I was 11. But every day that I did that, I came back with this like awesome sense of purpose. And and like those kids love me and I love them back. And it was just like such a really cool feeling. But it's like, we, you know, I would have never been able to experience that had I not been kind of forced into it. You know, like this is something that we had to do for credit to, you know, to to like, you know, pass a class. So if we if we're living in this completely individualistic society we're never going to experience what it, like how awesome it feels to be of service to others and so you know sometimes you know really finding out in their heart of hearts what it is that you love doing you'll find that some of that has to do with service and so it's 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 uh, even if it's like a side hustle or whatever, just something. It 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 will definitely make things feel less hard, and make it, it will it will help make things flow a little bit better, and it won't you won't feel like you're this like a never ending hamster race. And also, you know. For every person who begins a healing path or to, you know, heal some of that trauma or generational trauma, for every person who who focuses on getting their light a little bit brighter, you become a source for life for others. So, like, that is what begins that collective healing. Like, the collective will only heal if the individuals heal. So we have to pay attention to, you know... To our mental health we these conversations that say i have felt the same way that you have felt i have uh, you know that i you felt i've failed miserably like you have failed miserably and you're just gonna be like but here we are because you're resilient and and i wish we didn't have to be so resilient that the that the environment wasn't so hostile i mm-hmm. but we are and 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 i hope that by doing some of my work the generations behind us find an environment a little bit more amenable, much more suitable for them to grow and thrive without having to yeah. resist and persist. And yeah. and it's like the I, I feel like the you know my conclusion, the the conclusion that I've gotten gathered is that we are never gonna beat the system playing the system. We have to get out of that system. We have to stop doing it's we have to start doing something different from what they want us to do. We have to get out of the structure in order for us to create something better. We cannot play the system. In the wise words of um, Audrey Lord, the master's tools will not dismantle the master's house. We cannot play a game that is rigged against us yeah we have to get out of the matrix (laughs) 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 to uh, and 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 yeah exactly i love that trilogy (laughs) i know i know and it's 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 so symbolic of so many things but it's like 
you know, it is a we, we have to start doing something different and we have to think differently and uh, and sometimes hey guys like i know for i know of our experience it's a lonely road sometimes you know thinking different from your family thinking different from you know the your neighbors from your friends but it does help to talk about it even if if it feels lonely you you know if it really helps to talk about it because maybe at some point somebody will feel the same way and a lot you can of people, share that with them you know you we what we have to say is important and it is unbalsamo i think i think that sh sharing experience or showing vulnerability and compartir experiences feels reconfortante because you realize that you have a lot in common with that other person. And I think we covered a little bit of this in one of our initial episodes about like, you know, differences of opinions or other episodes, but like you will find out that you have a lot more in common mm. than you have yeah. different. Yeah. You definitely have both that trauma in the collective consciousness. And we can start there. Because yes. that is definitely something that we have. We all have it. I've talked to way too many people to know that they do. Because I'm that kind of crazy person that's just like start talking about like really deep stuff <laughs> to, to people. I'm like, hey, do you want to talk about your collective trauma? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, how we heal? Just meditate yeah. together. Do, do you want to start talking about healing your collective trauma? You're like, um, I'm that kind of crazy person that does it. Uh, so... You're crazy I, good. That's what you are. Crazy good. Yeah. So I just, I just love talking about these kinds of things, and then people kind of start opening up and saying, "Hey, you know what? Yeah." So it's, I, you know, let's get out of that like mentality that is like, oh, I don't want to talk about woo, woo stuff because that's just like some woke whatever. It's your own mental health. It's your own success is your own way of feeling this is not some like far away thing that some you know whatever this is about yourself and your own happiness and yes. and also and it, it this that's how i that's how i approached it you know it's my it's for myself i'm doing this for myself and talking about it with others has been healing to me Because hearing it from other people's mouths means that I am not crazy, that I am not imagining this, You're that this is actually good. true. This is actually true. And it's like it's become it, bec it has become more real and it has become more true to hear it from other people. From, from, to, it, it feels validating. It also feels validating to think that not everything is because it's you or you haven't done things right you haven't you know worked hard enough because this is like you know for as a woman and as a latina the the solution to everything was you have to work harder <laughs> and it's and that was not the answer the answer no. was i you know i was i'm carrying all this baggage it doesn't matter how hard i try I'm not getting anywhere and until I let go of it. But letting go and 
It's it's an unlearning. It's a process. It might take you your whole life. It might take you mm -hmm. some decades. You will see once you begin the work, you begin to see the results right away. Because action, this is the laws of nature. Every reaction has an equal and opposite. Every action has an equal equal and opposite reaction. So if you, the moment you you start to move in one direction and do something, the universe, God. The Almighty, the Spirit that creates it all, the Creator, the, the Source, however you call yeah. it, will give it back to you. Yeah, and with that, woo, I think this is our longest episode yet. I hope you stay with us. They probably like, left like half an hour ago. But <laughs> tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us if you have any thoughts um, yeah what do we if you want think we're full feedback, of we're reviews? full of ish then tell us <laughs> so we plan them to leave us a recommendation leave us a review if you stuck around then we we love you thank you for st sticking <laughs> around like <laughs> and listening to us uh i hope I'm that back. this was actually um helpful i I have talked about some things that have felt very scary to talk about in public, but there they are. <laughs> they're important. They're important. Yeah. So. I think if they're if if they're important to somebody out there, then it was all worth it. Yes. So get in touch with us and let us know what you think um, at Chancleta Generation. And we are on Instagram and TikTok there. And then on Twitter, it's Chancleta Jen. Um, if you like the podcast, give us a rating, share it with your friends, and let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah. Thank you, Ceci, so much for um, holding space for us to talk about this. And of course. you're awesome. You're awesome too, my And love. you're wise. <laughs> I'm not I don't know about that but I will take it and I'm gonna say thank you of course <laughs> Mwah.